Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it, you should go over here and start using it now. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit score grows, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or home. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Bill Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC, out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Earners, the year is almost halfway over. Do not miss this opportunity to scale to the next level. EYL University is the biggest institution when it comes to business online, period. We have ramped up things in 2021 with over 20 infinity groups, including our breakout crypto club, which is fastly becoming one of the top online communities for cryptocurrency information. It also includes MG The Mortgage Guys Home Buyers Blueprint Volume 1. It also includes monthly financial planning calls with yours truly. It also includes our book club, our movie club. Access to our private Facebook group with over 6,000 members, access to over 100 past webinars, and access to weekly webinars from industry experts. All that and more for a limited offer of 60% off. That's right, 60% off of the annual tuition. Go to EYLUniversity.com right now and become an earner. My graduates from my school being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> A mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. All right, guys, welcome back. EYL, this is a highly anticipated episode. Something that, um, you know, it's been almost a year. Yeah. Probably, no, it definitely has been a year. March last year. Over a year in the yeah. making year. So, Nehemiah Davis. 
Uh, we reference him a lot on different episodes, whether it's uh, Spurgo, shout out to Trey. Yeah, legend. Uh, I think we referenced him in Him 500's episode. Yep. Um, student loan doctor. Student loan doctor, that's a fact. Shout so, out to Sonia. You probably heard his name before if, you, if you're not familiar with him just on your own online. So, Neo, he's been just a good dude from the beginning. I actually did his podcast. Accelerate the great. Before, yeah. before we had a podcast, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like two years ago, over two years ago. I did his podcast and uh, just connected on social media and uh, just been A1 ever since. So, he's like one of these guys that's extremely helpful and uh, never really asked to get on the podcast. Just like, how can I provide value? So, when we was going to philly to do our show last year mm-hmm. in march um we had a crazy lineup we had wallow we had um kashif in the machine we had parker. john henry we had um who else greg parker yeah greg parker Annie hustle um T- was it tia blair on there tia blair aisha sheldon. aisha sheldon was on there and um of course neo neo was there neo's from philly originally so two days before our event the whole country gets shut down with Corona. So that just killed everything. So it was crazy because we were supposed to do a live podcast with Neo. Mm-hmm. And we was going to do an in-person podcast. Yeah, we was going to tape his and then go do it live. Yep. Yeah. That so, Friday. I remember yeah, like yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we got to shut that down. So it's been a long time. And the reason why we didn't reschedule is because Neo does, he does a variety of different things online. But um, one of the things that he's become famous for the event space business Mm -hmm. so he teaches people how to get event space how to make money on event spaces everything you know that's a huge huge business that it's very practical and something that most people don't even think about but there's always going to be baby showers there's always going to be weddings there's always going to be you know proms things of that nature so it's crazy because you know i never really heard anybody that had an event space business until i until i met you so (laughs) obviously we couldn't really do the episode during Corona, because there's no events that's happening during Corona, everything right. is shut down. Yeah. So what ended up happening is that we waited to the right time, and uh, now we're in a point in time where states are reopening. Yeah. Exactly. California just announced that they will be 100% open in June. June 15th. Yeah. That's a fact. Texas um, last I'm month. <laughs> we're 100% open. Yeah, they're 100% open. Atlanta never closed. Atlanta yeah. never closed. <laughs> Florida, folks Florida's that, opening. New York is taking steps to reopen. New Jersey is taking steps to reopen. Yeah. So now it's the when you hear about the reopening of the economy, and you see even stocks. You follow market Monday. You follow the stock market. A lot of the you know reopening stocks well, yeah. are starting to to boom. Yeah. And now from a micro level, reopening businesses are starting to flourish, and you know it's something that's become viable again. So the event space business is something that is now on people's radar or it should be on people's radar because it's something that you can start for very low cost. Mm-hmm. You don't actually even have to own the space. We'll talk about that. And you yeah. can keep a nice cash flow coming in and make really good money, very yeah. passive business, things of that nature. So we're going to talk about something that we've never talked about ever before mm-hmm. or leisure, the event space business. Um, so first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Appreciate hey, it. I'm happy to be here, man. I'm, I'm excited. We, I waited a year for this. I was, really, <laughs> I was, I was pumped up just about... Then I was excited. Oh, they come to Philly. Yeah. I was trying to help you with venues yeah, yeah, and all yeah. type of stuff at that time. I knew the size that we had couldn't accommodate what you were looking for. So I'm just happy to be on here. And I just appreciate what y'all doing for the people, man. This is the greatest podcast in the world. Yeah, I stand it. by This is one of those I've been saying all year. I'm like, we got to get Neil, man. Because we, we, we watch you speak. We watch you online. Always killing. I'm like, you know, we got to get Neil. And we're like, 
by the time that when it was time, it was like, yeah, let's do it. This going to be one. This going to be one of them. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like even us, like we, we get event spaces a lot when we're doing our events, yeah. when we're about to start doing events again. And it's difficult. It's not as easy as people would think. Like mm-hmm. we got to find which spot can accommodate people. And like you said, you was actually helping me out and putting me on different people and different things of that nature. So event space business is definitely something that is viable because yeah. we actually have used event spaces yeah. in Chicago, in Atlanta, Houston, Atlanta yeah, yeah, yeah. LA, New York, yeah. all over. Yeah. So I'm excited to have this conversation. So let's jump right into it. Event space. First and foremost, how did you how did you get into the event space game? Yeah, so it's funny because in Philly I've been doing like I've been doing events probably for for a long time. I'm doing all type of uh, book signing events. I'm doing networking mixers. So I've always been a networker. Like I, that's how I add value to people. Like how can I help you? Because I've been networking and helping people for so long. So I used to have these monthly events called Social Sundays where people would come out, hang out. I would have conferences. I will always just be having all of this stuff. And I realized in the process of me having all of these things, right? In the process of me having all of these things. I never owned the space. I never, I, the most expensive, if anybody's getting in this industry, the most expensive thing when it comes to having events is finding a venue. Nothing's more expensive than finding a venue. Mm-hmm. So I realized, yo, I kept having event after event after event. I kept paying these people. And I realized in the process of me paying all these people, the owners would never be there. So I'm like, how are they making this money and they're never here? So that kind of what really got me in it. But what really got me in the event space is before I even decided to really make this whole initial jump in, in in real estate essentially was I had a rental property and I kept getting burnt over and over. I'm talking about I fixed up the property, put a lady in there for like three, four months. She burnt me, ended up having to get her evicted. Took a few months to get her out. We then put someone else in the property. They ended up burning me. I ended up doing a deal with my brother where I said, yo, I'm going to do the renovation. Let's just split rent half and half. Ended up getting uh, rent for like one or two months, then got burnt. So I By had- no, I didn't oh, get by, oh. by the tent. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So at that very time, I'm like, hey, this, I'm like, crap. Like, I'm keeping game. Yeah, I'm like, dang, you tell me I'm keep getting burned. I'm only getting 300 a month cash flow mm-hmm. for the property anyway. It's like, I keep getting burnt. So when I had the idea of getting my own event space, I always do like an analysis. I'm like, do I want to go get my own event space or do I want to actually um, just continue on with my rental property? So, the main reason why I, I, I took this analysis was I'm like, yo, let's do a comparison. Most people never think about this. Most people are paying more for where they live than they can actually pay for event space. So I did the comparison. I'm like, rental property, event space. Like, I, I, I did the comparison. I put one here, one here. I'm like, one water bill, one water bill. One gas bill, one gas bill. One electric bill, one electric bill. Uh, insurance. The only difference in insurance between the two properties is you need a million dollars worth of coverage, which is, sounds like a lot, but it's less than $100 a month. Mm-hmm. And then I kept going down the line. I'm like, okay, rental property. I got to hope. I got to wish. I got to pray that they're going to pay me at the end of the 30 days. Uh, event space. I'm guaranteed to get my money. And they're only in my venue for anywhere from four to six hours. And they're giving me 700 to to $1,000 to being in there. If I got to kick this person out for the rental property, it's going to take me one to three months. If I got to kick this person out, mind you, they will never get in because they didn't pay me yet. So if you didn't pay me, you're not using the venue anyway. So in that very moment, I did my calculations and realized like, yo, I can go ahead and make way more money with the event space business, having a, a, a rental income constantly than my home. Like most people don't understand, like when you really, I love real estate. 
But I'm like, this got me out of debt because I'm having five to 10 events a month, paying me 500 to 750 at the time. I'm making way more money and I'm only using one bill, then one water bill, one electric bill, one insurance bill. So essentially I run an event space business like an apartment building. I'm getting constant cash flow every single Friday, Saturday, Sunday, plus the other days that we do things constantly. So it just became a no brainer for me in that very moment. And plus I was tired of renting people places. Yeah. I couldn't keep doing that. So one of the big things obviously in real estate and I guess in event space is location, location, yep. location. So how did you go about finding locations to, yep. find, to actually say, you know what, this is where I want to put my place? Yeah, two things. So one of the things I tell people when you're looking for areas, you're looking for areas on the cuff. You're not going to go down to New York City, Manhattan, like, yo, I'm ready to go get me event space because it's just too expensive. The cost of rent, whether you, you got a mortgage or whether you're leasing, is too much. So I always tell people, look for areas that are on the come up. Like I'm from West Philly, so we, we say... We're looking for areas that are kind of close to the hood, and then also you know they're about to be gentrified. They're right there kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not necessarily looking for rural areas. I'm looking for areas that people can get to fast and where I can get in at a lower rate. So essentially, um, you're looking for areas on the cusp. You're looking on areas that are right about to gentrify, and you're also looking for areas that had the right price point. What most people don't know with the event space industry is similar to Airbnb. You don't have to own the building. So generally, when you're getting in the event space, you got to go ahead and put to buy a crib 20 percent down unless you're going to use FHA. Mm -hmm. You can go ahead and lease a location, pay first month, last month security, and then you end the game. So ideally, you're looking for a location that um, people is easily accessible. Uh, people could drive by and recognize that it's there. That's that helps with our marketing. Mm -hmm. I get so many events booked just from people driving by like, oh, I, I saw the venue here. I rolled by it. Mm -hmm. So I recommend areas that are right on the come up, but the, the numbers gotta be right. So how did you, when did you hit your stride in the event space business? So the way I run my spaces essentially is, I got virtual assistants that run the back end, I got somebody running the day to day where I don't even show up. So in the last year, I showed up to the spaces, I wanna say probably five, six times, and one of the times I showed up because I was having a baby, so we had the, uh, oh, we had the, the baby shower <laughs> and, the, and the gender reveal, or I'm going for my own events. So. All right, we're in the age of COVID right now. We, yeah. We're getting we're getting back into regular life, but we still kind of you know yeah. under strict guidelines and all different capacities. So, why is it a good time now for people to start event space? Other than just America starting to reopen, and why do you think now is a good time? Well, it's two things. I was recently at the conference, the Grand Cardone Conference, Ten X, at Donahue Peebles. You ever heard of Donahue? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. So we know the billions and billions in real estate. Yeah. He said, when everyone's running away from something, that's when you run to it. And what he's essentially saying, now is the perfect time to get into commercial space because you're able to get it at a discount versus with, versus before COVID. It was much more expensive. And for me, the honest thing was, I've been teaching people how to get micro spaces. I've never been telling you how to go get a 500-person venue since I've started. That's why when you came to Philly... You told me, yo, I need something for 150, 250. I said, Shadi, I don't got nothing, but let me see what I could do. My space, we can do 50 to 100 people because that's the sweet spot for the people that we're serving. Mm -hmm. So for me, I tell people now, you go get in a commercial because right now the landlords are pulling their hair out trying to figure out how I'm going to pay my bills. Like most businesses, a lot of businesses have shut down during COVID because one, whether they're food businesses, some of them are thriving, but some of them are clothing boutiques. There are a bunch of traditional businesses that 
are based on people coming inside shopping and hoping that that will cover their rent and allow them to be profitable. With the event space industry, people are looking to get out of the house. They need a place. It's not like you going to somebody's house to have events now. You're going to a location. So the reason why it's good to get in now because realtors, excuse me, the owners are like, yo, we just need to take anybody in our location. So now what I've been teaching a lot of people is, yo, you can go find an event space that was already open, that closed down, and take that because they don't know how to market. Most people don't know how to market, so they're not even surviving. You can go find a daycare that might have been open that closed down because so many parents are like, yo, I'm not bringing my kids back. Cool. Now we could go ahead and change the use permit, and now you could turn a potential daycare into event space. Same, another thing in terms of commercial, just to give you guys an example, we all know when COVID right happened, I want to say it was Google. They told their employees, y'all can stay home. We don't know when, you, when you're going to return to work. Mm -hmm. So what that did was uh, most of these companies around the world, everyone started working from home. So what the commercial industry is doing, essentially, is like it was collapsing. Like, yo, how are we going to pay our overhead? Right. So now when someone like you or me go approach a landlord, we give them a plan, let them know we're going to open an event space. They don't even know you can make money from this industry. Yeah, yeah. They have no clue that this even exists. So they'll hear you out. And if they're interested, we'll go ahead and do a deal. We're first month, last month security. Now, right now, because they just want to lock someone in for two to three years, they willing to do tenant improvements. Okay. They willing to help you get in there. They willing to pay. They willing to do all these things that my landlords weren't willing to do when I initially got mine because Nehemiah, if you if you don't get this, somebody else gonna get this anyway. So, is that is that typical though? Because as, as you were speaking, I'm thinking to myself, how long would the lease usually be? And you said something very interesting. You said the sweet spot is fifty to one hundred. Yeah. And so I'm talking. I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, well, maybe that's a sweet spot because how many people have events where they can invite five hundred people? Yeah. Not, and it's not very yeah. right. So what type of flexibility do you have when you have fifty to one hundred? What kind of events are you able to? Yeah. Fill? So for me, our sweetest events and these are really popping now are baby showers. You know, all the babies that were created during COVID is crazy. <laughs> but that was already our most popular event. Yeah. So you got baby showers, you got book signings, you got seminars, you got workshops, you got kid birthday parties, you got sweet 16s, you got all of those type of events that are just happening every single day. But 50 to 100. When the last time you've been to a baby shower with 200 people? Yeah, it's tough. Like when you even go to a regular networking type event, generally with 200, 300 people. Right. So the, the person who's looking at it is thinking, oh, I'll get the grandiose space, but you can't fill the space. No. It's very tough. And then on it, when COVID did happen, you know, they, they cut your limits. They did all types of stuff. So now these bigger locations, they call it, they got to come to the smaller locations now. But I've only ever been teaching 50 to 100 people. It's the sweet spot. You can make 700 to a grand every event. That's with no upsells. Yeah. Just from you offering the space to somebody. Yeah, and even when COVID hits, now it's perfect because even the 20% is your capacity. And, and then on that, peep this. No one want to be around all these people. All right, let's, we having a small event for 50 people. We've been running that 50 people for the last few years. Yeah. Like, that's we always been running that because that's what the size of events that people are generally having. Yeah, that's dope. So what about uh, how did COVID affect the, you personally as far as your business and, and yeah, yeah. People that you've seen in your, in your industry, uh, how did that affect, and how were you able to weather that storm? How were other colleagues or people yeah. that you mentor? How were they able to weather that storm during COVID? Because it's like once that hit, everybody, you know, shut down. Yeah. Was it just having cash reserves? Was it having flexible leases? What's the deal? Yeah. So in March for us, that was our toughest time for about three months, and it's not just us. You know, they shut every type of business down for the most part for three, four months. So what we told a lot of our uh, mentees, like negotiate with your landlord, see if they're willing to give you a month or two free, see if they could put it on the back of the lease. Some was willing to do that. 
excuse me. In addition to that, I do recommend that you do have some cash. Like, cause this man, I had to pay my rent for a couple months, but I'm saving the money that I'm not just blowing the money that I'm making, right? So for those first few months, it was tough. But I realized that once it opened up, that more people were people are dying, even now, dying to get out of the house. Like events are booming now. Like at these conferences I've been going to, two, three thousand people there. They like, yo, I'm so happy to be around regular people again. <laughs> So at the time, yeah, it was hard for everybody in the industry for those first few months. It was tough. But when as cities start opening more, even if it's a little bit, we were uh, getting creative. We had people getting ghost kitchen, ghost kitchens where you essentially would um, set up your um, set up your Uber Eats inside of some event space that has a kitchen and you're doing deliveries out there. And you're partnering with a you're partnering with a restaurant owner and they're paying you now. Yeah, we, we spoke about yeah. that with, um, shout out to Nacho Banger out of Baltimore. Killer, what up? Yeah. yeah, we spoke about that. That was something that really boomed during uh, Corona was that ghost kitchen situation. Yeah. Virtual like, events. Yeah, even if you didn't have a restaurant, if you were just a chef or entrepreneur yeah. and, um, you know, you need somewhere to sell, you can't really like sell it out of your house or you need like a, you know, uh, industrial kitchen. Yeah. So if you have an event space that has an industrial kitchen in it, then that's something that, yeah, that's a good, now it could be like a, a pop-up restaurant. Exactly. Where you're actually selling food on Grubhub or yep. Uber Eats. Yep. Yeah. And one of the moves we're about to make soon, and I'm saying this on here, I didn't even tell nobody, we're getting like a a theme event space. So you can come in our location. It'll be like 10 different locations. One got a private jet look, right, where you act, you're looking like you're in a private jet. Another one is like a, a bathtub with balls in it. Another one is like a green grass wall. So now you're coming in and doing like a museum type event and everybody's paying $25, $35 in there. And that, to re-answer your question too, another thing you said, how did it affect people? Now people are getting their event spaces now a little bit cheaper because they're negotiating the rents. I couldn't negotiate my rent with my landlord. You had to take it or leave it. Now, if you if they wanted $2,500, you willing to do $2,100? You willing to do $2,200? So anyone listening to this and going to run this play, Always negotiate and ask everybody you deal with, is that the best you could do? And shut up. Don't say nothing. Mm. And just see what they say. And I got my rent at my my, my larger location from 2500 to 1900 just by saying that one statement. That's another um, one of our alumni friends, Derek Falcon, out of Baltimore. Mm. And he said that he said that he did a class at EY University in the summer. And he was talking about he's a restaurant owner. And he was like, if you're a restaurant owner, you're not negotiating your terms with your landlord. You're crazy right now because it's like, all right. You know, I don't have it right now. I'll do 50%. Da, 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 da. Hey, what are they going to do? They kick you out. Nobody else is coming in. Yeah. Especially yeah. at that time, like yeah. probably even now, like it's not like it's easy to get tenants to come in during a yeah. global pandemic. Yeah. So it's, if you're not negotiating your terms, you're crazy. And like the, the worst that could happen is that they could say no. But yeah, like you said, the, the ball's actually in the court of the tenant because the landlord, even if you stop paying rent, they can't even kick you out. It takes exactly. months, depending on what state you're in. Like exactly. I know in New York, it takes probably up to a year to kick a tenant out. And especially during COVID, like there's not even, the courts aren't even open. You got to go to Zoom to get a court date. Exactly. Those be stretched out for like seven, eight months yeah. in itself. That's so, crazy. So why wouldn't I want to just work with somebody who do want to pay me all that I'm going to take less? So they're willing to take less because most people are signing a two to three year lease. They're like, shoot. Because guess what happened? They're going to foreclose on that building if no one in that strip mall is paying, yeah. if no one in that uh, warehouse is paying, if no one at that single location is paying. So if, if I'm starting this, what kind of startup money do I need? Obviously, 
you said having reserves is key, but yeah. the, am I leasing it based on the square footage or how does that work? What, yeah, what type so of I, I recommend that you lease the location anywhere from 3,000 square feet and under. That's good in terms of size It get you up to 50 to 100 people. It's a nice size where you could do a 1,000 to a $1,500 event base. Mm -hmm. So I recommend you start there. You could go on Crexy. You can go on uh, Craigslist. You can hire your realtor. A realtor go looks for you on your behalf for free because the landlord pays then once they lock in the location. Mm -hmm. So generally, any city, you're going to need first month, last month security deposit from the very jump street. That's just standard. Mm -hmm. And again, you might can negotiate that where you might only do first month and security deposit. And in addition to that, you're going to need whatever permits that you may need to get the location, a use permit. And again, just so we're clear, you can't do this in someone's house. It has to be a zone commercial building where you're going to change the use permit to an art gallery, to a banquet hall, or whatever it is that you're looking to essentially do in your location. And then after that, I tell everybody you're looking for like a box. Like you don't want a space that got a bunch of cuts because you want somebody to come inside of your venue and be able to transform that location or whatever it is that they want it to be. So what I tell people to do, I tell them to follow the MVP model, minimum viable product. How do we get this up as quickly as we can with the least amount of time? So that means having the floors done, painting the walls white, adding surround sound system, adding you a projector and TV and mm -hmm. keeping it as basic as possible. Because when someone come in there, such as an event planner, they're going to design it yourself. So just get your spot up and running. I got students who my first spot, 18,000 all in. That's what me making mistakes because I don't have no real mentor. That showed me every little thing. Mm -hmm. My second spot, twenty four thousand, all in, and include first month, last month, security, construction, everything that we could think of. That had the, the so twenty four thousand cash, cash. So total. you like I use credit too. You refurbished the whole place. Yeah, I refurbished. Yeah, okay. Before and after, like, I, yeah. Sound system, lighting, all that. Sound system, lighting, but I also negotiated. You negotiate with the landlord for that location. They redid my floors for me. They put all the lights above my because at the time we were doing. We were still doing junk removal a little bit because that's one of my businesses I started with. <laughs> yeah. So we went in there and did the demo ourselves. I wasn't going to wait around. That's when you around. got the construction hats on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to wait around for them to charge me extra to do that. It was yeah. a day of demo. Yeah. So we literally got the spot up. And if you do it right, always ask, negotiate an extra few months free while you're getting the space right. So I knew I could get the space up and running a lot quicker than they could. So I let them do everything they was going to do. But we got the space up and running in 30 days. But we still had two, three more months left for free rent that we negotiate because we told them it's going to take us like three, four months to get this where mm. it needs to be in addition to what you guys are doing for us. So now we just start making money those next couple months without You're making money while it's free. While it's free. So now always negotiate, yo, how much free rent are you willing to give me while we got to repair this? And then some people go in. And they spend minimal. The space is already done. Some people are finding event venues that were once event venues, but they don't know how to market the event venues. So that's so your 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 overhead could be as low as I mean your your it could be as low as five thousand. It could be twenty thousand. It could be thirty thousand. But when you think about it in terms of, I used to really think about the eighteen grand. Like yo, that might sound like a lot to people. That might. 30 grand might sound crazy to some people, but then I just start thinking about traditional real estate. If you want to go buy a two-family building or a three-family building, just hypothetically say a triplex in Philly on a low end, a quarter million dollars, you got to come to the table with 20% down, which is, what's that, 20, 50 grand. Mm -hmm. Most people don't just have 50 grand laying around. Um, so you got to come to the table with that. Then you still got to do whatever improvements you need to do. You're essentially paying... At 250, 75, 150. You're basically paying 80 grand per door. 
you're cash flowing at best. Most real estate investors, they're cash flowing anywhere from $300 to $400 per door for investment product. So at best, this triplex may be cash flowing $1,000 a month, but you had to come up with $50,000 down to get it. Right. I came up with $24,000 down. I mean, $24,000 all in to get my second location where every event that we do is $800 per event. So if you're doing five events in a week, let's do the event space math. You do one event on Friday, two events on Saturday, one event on, on Sunday. And let's just say at the lowest number, I teach people 500 is the very lowest number. That's for a small venue. You just made $2,500. That's 10 grand a month. That don't include no upsells. That don't include if you actually charging it. I got someone in New York right here in Queens. She charged 1500 minimum. And then she's the in-house in decorator. So she's getting 2500 an event. Mm. So the idea is that I can go ahead and get in this game for under twenty five thousand. Then I could go ahead and leverage that with some credit cards. Well, that's what I was going to ask you as far as financing. So for people that you know are interested in getting into the business, but they you know they don't have twenty five thousand yeah. dollars, what do they do? Got you. So it's it's two. Th- I, I'll can I break down a couple ways for you. So it's, it's a few things that they could do. One, um, leverage credit. I'm big on leveraging credit. For me, when I started, I leveraged uh, lines of credit. I leveraged all my credit cards. I'm big on OPM. How can I get someone else's money to make me more money? That's my my thing that I always ask myself. How can I do that? So for me, here's a couple play that some people can run. One, um, you can go to, you can go to, I'll give you two right now. So if you already got an LLC, it's a card called Divi. This is a new card that came out where they give you a line of they basically give you it's a charge card where they give you uh, a line based on the amount of money that's in your bank account so it's no pg and it's a soft pull and they'll give you a decision with for the next just say 24 to 72 hours so i had people getting 10 grand i had people getting 20 grand so that's, that's a, what's it called divvy d-i-v-v-y it might be apply.divvy so somebody can go do that right now and you'll be able to go ahead and get approved and you're able to use this. Now, again, it's a charge card, so you do have to pay it off within 30 days. But this is good for somebody who got to float something like I know I'm going to get X amount of money in in 30 days. Let me go ahead and use that. And you can get that card now and never use it until the time that you need it. Mm-hmm. Another play, um, you can run a Navy Federal play where you simply can call Navy Federal right now. And this is something anybody can. You can pause the episode, call Navy Federal, and be like, hey, I'm looking to get a Navy Federal card. My granddad was in the military. Um, generally, they're not going to ask for their information, and they just approve you right there, essentially, most most times. Normally, if you don't get approved, just hang up and call back and just talk to someone else, and they're probably going to approve you. Once they approve you, I suggest that you go ahead and put money in the bank account, kind of hang out for like 30 days, let them know that you're looking to build a business with them. Uh, looking to do business with them and most likely they're going to approve you for hire if you wait 30 days but i did it right away i got from navy federal i think i want to say i got maybe eighteen thousand on the first i did as soon as i did it but the card that you want to apply for is the platinum card and the reason why you do the platinum card because it's zero interest for a year if you do balance transfer within 30 days so now you got credit elsewhere Mm -hmm. that you're already paying 18 20 percent my suggestion that you do is you go ahead and pay that off. You you pay that off with that card, and now you got zero interest on it. Or use that same zero interest card, and you start outfitting your event space. And that's for people with credit. Another thing that you could do if your credit is right, you can also go to floor and decor. If you need flooring, if you need backsplash, if you got to install a bathroom. And again, most cases, you don't got to do all of this stuff. But if you are doing this, go get you a floor and decor card. Same exact thing. No PG. 
and it will also give you that for a year, 0% interest. So now I can go get my flooring done. That is one of the most expensive things when you're getting the event space if you are responsible for putting in floor. Another move that I tell a lot of people, and this is something I presented to my friends, like you may not have the cash, partner with somebody. Two ways you can partner with somebody. Find somebody who already has an event space, mm-hmm. i.e. a church, i.e. someone who got one laying around. Because most of them don't know how to effectively market, you let them know, hey, I'll do the marketing. Can I bring you some events? And can we split the money or come up with a percentage that may make sense for you bringing them? So all you got to do is say, hey, I got an event space. I teach everybody, start marketing that you have an event space before you get it because it may take you three months to get your spot. It may take you four months. But if everyone knows you're in the process of getting one, when you finally get one, it's like, oh, I, I can go to Troy. Troy been saying he's about to get a spot now. So now I'm sending my business to you. So even if I don't even have business yet, I mean, when I start getting a business, I'm now sending that to all of my partners. Mm-hmm. Another way you could set this up, you can call a hotel right now in your city. You could call multiple hotels right now in your city. Most of them are turning down so many different events because they want catering packages. They want you to get catering. They want you to get, you got to have a huge minimum. People are trying to spend no more than like three grand on a baby shower. You go to a hotel, it might be like 10. So now you create a relationship, ask for the catering manager, let them know you manage multiple smaller event spaces. This is when you already went to these other ones, created like a partnership. And do you mind sending any work your way that, you know, you can't handle, whether you give them a kickback or you create some sort of mutual beneficial relationship with them. But now we got hotels calling us, giving us work that is trash work for them anyway, because only got a grand, only got two grand. right? So they're not even referring it to nobody. So now somebody can go get that. And the other thing, that last thing I said that some people could do is um, partner with some friends. I I literally was in Philly. I had a bunch of my homies come by. I'm like, yo, guys, let's run this event space play. All of us. It was five or ten of us in the room. Let's all put. It was ten of us at the time. I just need all of y'all to put. And these are my childhood friends. Let's all put $300 up a month. I'm going to run the event. I'm going to take 50%. 50%. Y'all take the other half. I'll run it. I'll do all of that. Um, Everybody put $3,000 up a month. As a collective, three hundred or three thousand, three hundred each. Okay, it equals three thousand. Three thousand. All right. So after the year, we got thirty six thousand dollars. That's enough for us to get the space. And and again, since I'm not just teaching how to get the space, now we doing event rentals. Now we doing table and chair rentals. Now we doing throne rentals. And now everybody out of those ten people are running a different department. Now we just built us essentially event space. Empire. All right. So you we built a business inside the business. Inside right. The so business. you're the one that's. When you have the event space, obviously you have to have chairs. And so yeah. now people need the chairs. You're renting the chairs. I'm renting the chair. I give you my tables and yeah. chairs yeah. as just as a, because most people are charging a la carte for all these Right, things. right, right. So when you come to me, hey, um, you call, hey, you're into, hey, how much is the cost for your venue? So the first thing, hey, um, let me uh, break down everything you get. All your tables and chairs are included so you don't have to rent them. Mm-hmm. Listen to my, what I'm saying though. So you don't have to rent them. In their mind, they're like, oh, crap, you ain't got to rent them. It includes your surround sound system so you don't have to hire a DJ. Another pricing. It includes your projector and TV if you want to put a presentation or put anything up on the wall. It includes a six-hour event time, a four-hour event time, an hour set up, and an hour breakdown. It includes parking. The parking is the street parking or paid parking. If we do have our spot, we have a paid parking lot. Um, our price is normally a thousand. We're doing that for only eight hundred. They call on someone else. Yeah, so chairs is this much. Chairs is that much. <laughs> chairs is this much. And it may be st- the same price, but by the time they saying all of that, they're like, huh? So now we're able to make money off the linens. We're able to make money off the throne chairs. We're able to make money off all. Uh, you need an extra hour of time. So I was just plugging my homies into our system where somebody run the 
the thrones. Mm -hmm. Somebody run the tables and chairs. Somebody run the marquee letters. So every area that we can make money, somebody run the event planning business. So now we just created a business that possibly can make us 30 grand a month off of everybody putting a small $300 up. So again, you may not have 10 friends, but you might have somebody that got the money and you got the time. Hmm. So I tell people now this game is about getting creative. No one knows event spaces exist. Like all of us go to these event spaces. You know, we can own these. Right. So that's just something I've been just I'm just showing people. Like, yeah. I, I think I, I, I mean, the, the throne chair thing is when you think about it, right, you see it at the showers all the time. Like the, the, the you know, mother to be sits in it. I'm never thinking like somebody's renting that. Yeah, renting. Yeah, you know what I mean? Pay. So what what are some other you said like the, the, the letter rentals? Like people are renting actual like if I had my son's name was Aiden, like I'm renting each rent letter. At one twenty five each. Those letters cost about one seventy five to produce. <laughs> You're renting them out at one twenty five each. So every letter, eight A I D Y N. One twenty five, one twenty five, one twenty five, one twenty five. And then I might even charge you a delivery fee for that. But they only cost you one seventy five to get. So now the, the reason why I love this business, whether it's event space, throne chairs, because mostly everything you rent, you got your money back after three rentals, and it's all free money after that. Everything. Like, it, let me give you guys a play on making your event space for free, right? So the reason why I love this game so much is I show you how to go ahead and get your space for free. Like, once you go ahead and get, get the space locked in, how do we make this space for free? So one of my strategies... And I'm sharing this with y'all. This is one of my secret, my little back pocket Don't things that have been working good. But we go ahead and find churches. So for the last couple of years, I had one church who rent my space, my smaller. And let me give you all my numbers so you understand. For my smaller space is $1,900 a month. $1,500 for the rent, $100 for the electric, electric insurance, all Wi-Fi, $1,900. My larger space is $2,500 all in. So one my smaller space, I had a church who rent my space during the daytime. Uh, they rented every Sunday from 9 a.m. to 12. It's $1,000 a month. I had a church who rented every Sunday from 5 p.m. to 8, three Sundays out of the month. They paid $1,400 a month. So for $2,500 a month, I have one church, two churches in there covering my entire overhead. Everything else is profit. They're coming in. What's the time frame again the church is coming in? So the church is coming in. Most most people yeah. won't get two churches. I had two at, at, at one location, but the time frames is nine to twelve. What you doing nine to twelve on a Sunday anyway? You sleep, you're going to work, or you're going to church, or you're going to church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're giving away our dead hours. We never rent our vac our location on Sundays at nine a.m. ever. No one said, "Oh, we having the baby shower at nine a.m. this Sunday." Ain't nobody pulling up. So now we lock in a church that give us our overhead from who who giving us a stack a month. Every month, yeah. guaranteed. You could go ahead and put up a post on Craigslist, Facebook, let people know you're looking for a church home, lock in the church. Yeah. Most churches don't want to have a we in us we we running in a world now where people just want to be lean with things. Like we not just being outlandish with spending. So they don't want to go get a whole big building, worry about electric, worry about gas show. Just give me a grand a month, it include everything. Or or a lot of churches like don't even have enough money to like you know, people think of church and it's like all of the big churches, the yeah. mega churches, but yeah. This, especially in the black community, there's churches on every single corner. Pick a corner. So a lot of these churches financially they don't they don't have a large congregation. Or they might just be starting out yeah. and they can't afford to buy a building. That's they why can't. they do this. And then peep this shoddy, so peep the game. If if you get ten people in there giving you 
tithes and offerings at $25 each is $250. If you're giving us a thousand a month, it's $250 a week. So now even to the pastor, like, man, I'm even I'm basically doing I'm able to serve, mm-hmm. you know, give, give, you know, help. <laughs> Help give the word. Give, him get the word. Word. give yeah, the word. Get the word. Get the word. Give him the word. And basically, Ain't I'm nothing. able to serve. Yeah. And, 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 and make a profit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now that you're saying this, I'm thinking like, I, I, you know, I go to church and I'm thinking that Saturday, Sunday plays very, very smart because Sunday, obviously, is traditional for, yeah. you know, black people and, and Christian Christians go to church. Yeah. But on Saturday, Nights they have Spanish speaking church, mm. and then Sunday evenings, Fridays they got they got a uh, mass church. You see what I'm saying? So now it's like they can rent their rent. But Saturday space. night's not a good night. That's not you but, can't. But, but that's when people are going. No, no. But Saturday night's an event space. Yeah, you. Yeah, not for you. Not for you. Not for you. I'm thinking about my, general, I'm, yeah. my church specifically. But yeah, they, they do, that's crazy. In Philly, especially it's a large Muslim population in Philadelphia. Yeah. So Friday, Saturday. so Friday, that's, that's in the afternoon. So that's that's twelve. No yeah. one's using it. So let me give you two more. So you got the mass jig that could run on Friday. Yeah. They could give you five hundred to a stack a month. You got your church giving you a stack of money. Right. Most people are not paying more than three grand for their rent unless you're in New York, unless you're in L.A. For the most part, if you run in my model, 3000 square feet or less for the most part. Mm-hmm. So now what we did was we locked in our church. You possibly locked in the magic. But here's the other the next things you do. Now you host a monthly business pop up shop. So now with the monthly business pop up shop, you have 10 vendors. All of those vendors give you one hundred dollars. They're dying to get out and sell their merch. They can come one location every single month, first Fridays of the month. If you do this, I recommend Fridays with event spaces. Fridays are normally the slower day of the three out of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So now we're doing that every month at $1,000. Ten people all giving us $100. And what we tell them in a the contract, they got to bring the people. In order for you to go ahead and set up, you are required to bring 15 people here, minimum. So now, guess what we just did? We brought 150 new people in our location. Remember, everybody who I bring in my location essentially is a marketer for me. Mm-hmm. Because every time we have an event, every event we have, somebody's going to return and book the location. Or they're going to tell somebody about it just in casual conversation that, hey, I'm looking for a space. Oh, you know, I was just there for a pop-up shop. So now we're possibly making $1,000 now on on the, the pop-up shop. The next event that we run, and this is in-house events that you go run or you could partner with somebody. The next event that we run, we run a, a, a art show every month. So you could do an art show with one artist or you could do it with four artists. You could charge four artists each, $250 each. I'm just, everything I do, I think about, I at least need $1,000 for this to make sense. So you could charge each artist $1,250. They all get their own wall to display their art. Mm-hmm. They keep the money. I make my money. They're responsible for all the marketing. But it doesn't feel like a burden on that artist to give me $250 to, to just be here for the for four or five hours promoting everything I got going on. So now we just ran an art place. So now we're making money from the artist. Now we're making money from the pop-up shop. Now we're making money from the church. In addition to the artist, what my mentor does, he does a 60-40 split. The artists keep 60, they keep 40. So if you go sell 10 grand worth of art that night, artists get six grand, he get four grand. So you may make more money doing a rev share model than you will make than a one-off. So now you got an art show every month, you got a business event every month, you got the church every month. So now every event outside of them three events, it's free money. Yeah. Every baby shower you get, every book signing you get, every seminar you get, and you do co-working space during the week, it's free money. Yeah. A lot of people even use these spaces as their office now. And one of my man's paying $1,700 a month. His name, Pat, shout out Pat, $1,700 a month to use a, a co-working space. 
I said, yo, bro, run the event space play. Bring all your employees that work nine to five and then rent it out. So now his office isn't free and now he's profit. So those are just a few ways that you can essentially make your event space free just from the church play. All my mentees run that. That's mm-hmm. like that's take up half of your overhead. You know, I was thinking I was thinking myself that Monday through Friday, right, that mm-hmm. event space, because we, we actually ran into this problem um, as far as schools. They needed a space for after school programming. Yep. And so I'm thinking now you get tied in with the school districts and now you got a, a you got you turn your event space into an actual after school program activity and that's guaranteed every single month. Bro, also MLM. So MLM, they have Monday night events trading Forex. They normally go to the hotels. So now I'm going to if I'm somebody getting in the game, I'm going to the hotel events. Just to go to MLM meet and let me find out who's in charge. What the hotel charge? They charge me more than I'm going to charge you. Let me lock in that contract. So I had Herbalife, one of my mentees, giving us a thousand dollars a month for using a spot three Thursdays every month. Every 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 month. A lot cheaper than hotel. And then guess what? How they get in? Lockbox. I'm not going to none of these events. This is all on all on auto. It's like Airbnb. Let me ask you this. So for events. Um. All right. Is it necessary really make so like you can get the spot without actually refurbishing and all of that? Yeah. Do you have to refurbish it? Obviously, the the nicer it looks, the more appealing, the, the more attractive it is to people. Yeah. But um, is that mandatory? Can you just go as is? You could go as is if it's like it got to look like something. Decent, nobody yeah, yeah. come to know. And it depends on your theme. If this is a rustic old look, if it's an abandoned look, it depends on. <laughs> On but like, like if, if can you do bare, like can you just paint the walls and like, do you recommend to have strobe lights to make it really nice? No, or? no, you paint. That's, that's my MVP model. You do all of that when you start making some bread. Right. Later on, paint the paint, paint it. If you got cement floors, glaze the cement floors or paint them. Excuse me, paint them. Keep it moving. Add your TV. Add your projector because now you can have movie screenings. You can do all the extra stuff that you have. You can have uh, you can have uh, Madden tournaments, all type of stuff. So you add all of that little stuff because now it's also helping my customer. They don't got to go out and hire a DJ. They come to us and book with us because they like, I don't got to hire a DJ. I don't got to get surround sound. I don't got to get tables and chairs. You know, it's, it's, it's a variety of different things. Um, sororities, fraternities, they have to meet somewhere. Um, different organizations have to meet places. Um, community-based organizations. Um just you, you just run down a list. Like a lot of stuff happens, like in local community centers and stuff yeah. like that. But if there's no local community center, or if the local community center isn't available, or if the local community center just doesn't have the capacity, these are all things. If you really think about it, there's so many different stuff. Um, political events where people need yeah. to, you know, talk to people. I mean, you can kind of just go on and on. A list just goes, you know, yeah. forever. Like different different places where people need to meet because people always need either. to meet. Yeah. Now we're in the age of. COVID, so people are meeting virtually a yep. lot, but, uh, you know, we're getting back to people actually meeting in person. So let me ask you this as far as, because we do a lot of traveling, and it's crazy. Like, we've actually done more traveling during COVID than we did before COVID. Yeah, y'all been getting busy. Yeah. <laughs> you noticed. It's, it, it's yeah. crazy, man. Like um, Every week. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. We spent a lot of time in Miami, a lot of time in L.A. We spent a month in California during the summer. So we've been moving around. But most you try to move to Cali. But most people still aren't really moving around that much. So how has um like is it what's the vibe as far as people coming back into the event space? Are they like 
six feet apart, wearing masks? Yeah. Is it weird? Is or is it just like Atlanta where people just don't care and they're not wearing like? How have you seen or like what have you heard as far as people coming back in? And how has that been just like from a vibe standpoint? Well, Atlanta is regular, you know, Texas, right? It's just it's on and pop. <laughs> See, the thing about it is <laughs> most people who are coming to these events, they want to come to these events. So they're coming there. You know, how when we went out, when we hang, we we, we hang like we boys. We just having us a good time. So we not. Like, oh, get away from me. So, yeah. yeah, people are wearing masks. We are telling the protocol, hey, you do need to wear a mask. Don't be all gathered up heavier in clusters. We do need to be around. But we're not in there like the police. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're not because we run our thing on auto anyway. So we're not like monitoring every little little thing that yeah. you do. So from my understanding that people just want to get out. Is it like temperature checks people. that have to be? Yeah, so that's a whole, I'll give you that place. So temperature checks, we were doing temperature checks momentarily, but you do need to have an employee there to be doing that. Or you just put it in your contract that someone is required to do temperature checks from their team, from their team who's booking it. That way you're saving money on not having to actually have someone there. Um, But right now with temperature checks, such as conferences and stuff, this is another business someone can run literally right now. You can go ahead and get you the temperature check system pretty much where it can check multiple people for like a couple grand. It's cameras that are checking multiple people. When we were going in the 10X conference, that is a requirement at, at bigger locations. So you can almost two two things. You can now go reach out to every uh every convention center in America, let them know the services that you provide. Hey, I realize that Based on your government rules, temperature checks are required. We offer a service where we send somebody in and do all the temperature checks to keep your event safe and up to standards. And if anyone who doesn't make the temperature check, we put them in a room and we'll deal with that. You're having an event. You don't really want to be focusing on that. Mm -hmm. Second thing you could do as an upsell. We're big on upsells in the event space. You can now tell people, yo, we require a temperature check person on, on site. It's going to be another uh, $150 for your event. We check everybody in your event. This keeps us safe and this makes sure your event is safe. You pay that individual $25 an hour. <laughs> you're charging them $150 or yeah. whatever the number is. So in this game, you're trying to increase the value on everything, whether it's you also adding linens and chair, you're adding linens. If you're adding an hour time, we give you six hour, four hour event time, hour setup, hour breakdown. Most event planners can't set up an hour. So guess what they need now? Another hour of time. So how can we increase the value? How can we increase the amount of money? Yeah. That you're so I know you don't really go to the, the spaces yourself, right? It's running on auto. So are there employees there? Because I know the biggest thing, especially in events, is set up breakdown. And sometimes if you got two or three events in a day, that has to be expedited. Yep. So what's that process like um, getting people in high? Are, are, they, are people on site? Yeah. So let me, let me break this down for you. So I used to be the guy on site. So... For the first two and a half, three years, this I haven't talked about event spaces. Like I just started teaching people just like two years ago. Mm. First three years, I'm in there grinding everything, setting it up, breaking it down, taking out the trash, mopping. And I tell people when you do first start, you need to be in there doing this because you need to know. Nobody can't tell me it's going to take me more than an hour to clean that place up. I used to do it myself in 15, 20 minutes at a rapid speed. Mm. Right. So I used to be the guy there, super overprotective, want to see everything. I tore my ACL playing ball. Went to the went to the hospital and they was like, "Yo, you're not gonna be able to uh, do nothing for the next, you know, you no know, ACL is serious. Like you up. down, you on crutches for the next thirty days, minimum thirty sixty days. 
I'm like, yo, I got a business to run. Luckily, I was a business owner because he was like, yo, you got to tell your job. You can't you, you can't do nothing on your legs. I'm like, luckily, I'm a business owner. That's why I tell people it's important to know how to make money more than just from your hands. You got to learn how to use your mind as well. So while I'm sitting there, um, I just start thinking. My wife and my mom, it, it wasn't my wife at the time, my fiance is running the spaces. They setting people up. They breaking it down. I'm like, yo, this is too much work on them. Like this just, I can't be having to do all this work. So I literally sat there and I had an epiphany and the word just came in my mind that said all to me. I don't know how it came on there. And I said, what did that mean? I'm going to have everybody moving forward, sign a contract that they're required to give me my event space the same exact way that we gave it to them. So now with this automate process, everyone signs a contract. You have to read and we tell them because we're offering this event space to you for so cheap. It's required for you to do the setup and it's required for you to do the breakdown. So when you come inside of our venue, it's just a blank canvas. Chairs are in that, chairs are over there. Tables are over there. You set all of those things up and you break all of those things down. And we're being very clear on the contract and when we're communicating this with them so they are aware of this. So now they're setting it up and they're breaking it down and returning it the same way that we gave them or they lose their security deposit. So now I just send an employee in there at the end. And, and it depends how we're working. He just comes sweet, mop, and prepare for the next event for that quick turnaround time. Mm. So essentially, we start automating everything by making them do it. And then we give them a lockbox code to go get in if we can't get there in time. So now they go there and now they go there, get in with a lockbox, they set it up, and they break it down, give it back to us the same way that we gave to them. And now we're running that play over and over again. And the same employee, I tell people to hire one employee. Go 18 or 21 year older. You could pay them anywhere from three to five hundred dollars a week to run your location. And again, when you're running a micro space under three thousand square feet, you can use one person. Two people may be ideal, but one person is, is sweet. Mm -hmm. So what I tell people is that's how we run it. That same one person, they work our open house on Tuesdays. They work our open house on Thursdays. So they handling booking people in. And they're also the person who clean up the venue. If you hire a cleaning service, when y'all do Airbnb. Uh, they always add the cleaning service, 125, 85, 200. Right. That same person now is also cleaning. So now that one employee now is cleaning. They're doing the bookings. They're setting up events that they need to. They're breaking down events that they need to. One person. And then you got a virtual assistant, which we hire. You can go to uh, onlinejobs.ph to pick one up or virtual assistants on demand, pick a VA up. They run my entire back office. They do all the Instagram posts. They do all the posts on Craigslist. They do all the marketing posts. They answer all the phone calls. They do all the contracts. They do all the texts. So you can have a two-person operation, and a VA gets paid anywhere from 500 to a grand a month. They're paid off of, off of one job. Yeah. So now we run this whole auto. So that's how I don't show up to my events. <laughs> but I had to go through some pain. I had to tear my ACL to sit my butt still to make me realize, oh, crap. So, so how, how time consuming is this, right? So if yeah. I'm starting this business, yeah. I'm a full, I got a full-time job, yeah. right? I'm a teacher. How much time am I going to need? Because that's the number one thing that people always tell me. I don't have time to do this. So I wish I had more time. How much time is needed or do I have to allocate to actually get this thing off the ground and get it going? Yeah, so for me, I'm going to be honest, when you first start, and I'm recommending that you be there for those 90 days, like you giving a, a, as much energy and effort you can to the business. And the reason why I recommend that is you need to know how it works. You need to know how to set it up. You need to know how to break it down. In the first 90 days, I recommend having as many free events as possible because free events, they those individuals are your marketer. The real way I got the churches I got because they came to one of the events that we had and someone talked about it and we found them that way. But if you never got these people in your building, 
Amateurs make money on the front and experts make money on the back. Get people in there for free. Give everybody a flyer about what you got going on so they can come back mm -hmm. and see what you got going on. So what we essentially did was um, that's how we started. We just have a bunch of free events. But to answer your question, um, I recommend that you're going to have to put some time. And when you get off your work, get off work at night, you need to be showing up. You need to be working your open houses. So I would say anywhere from 10 to 20 hours a week. Mm -hmm. But you can hire somebody. But I recommend you don't hire somebody till 90 days till you know the business. But weekends, that's the busiest time, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But once you start setting up the auto process, you can, if you don't hire an employee, just send a cleaner to set to clean those things up in between the switch. But I do recommend starting out. You need to have somebody there if that's not going to be you. But somebody needs to be there. And I recommend you never get a venue past 45 minutes from where you live at because a lot of people, yo, I want to start. I'm going to open this joint up in New York, but I live in Philly. No, because you don't. If you don't have nobody reliable or a partner, you need to be able to get to your venue within yeah. 45 minutes. I really like 20 to 30 minutes. So I would say starting out, it's front end loaded because once you get the space up and running, everything else is the easy part. So it could take you a month to get it up and running. So you need to be able to put some effort into it. Um, but once then, once you hire those, the VA and the one employee. Told you, I've I only been to my spots a few times in the last year, literally. So how much money can somebody make off of this? Like, you know, I guess it obviously depends on different where you're at geographically, but typically on average, and somebody's going in, they got your event space uh, formula where it's like 50 people to 100 people max, um, and then, you know, decent location. What can they expect to make? So you can expect what I recommend a lot of my mentees that 50 to 100 on the low end, I'm talking about just in Philly, we're getting a minimum of $700 per event to $1,000 event. On a very worst end, if you just do an event on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 700 this include no upsells, this include no, no chair rentals, this include no up lights, this include none of the extra things that you could just keep tapping on to increase your income. Let's just say three events at 700 is $2,100 a week. Let's say you do three events at 500 is $1,500 a week. 2,100 times four is like 8,500 or 8,400. Um, so it really depends on the amount of effort, but that's the low end. If you start doing events Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and do you have those two, that, that one anchor church and two of your own events, whether you do it yourself or you partner with somebody, it's, it could be, I, I, I tell people safe because I, I tell people, safe, you can make 5000 to 10000 profit a month. That's my goal with people. I want you to be able to make five to ten grand profit every single month. I have uh, mentees, one, Tanisha, she's in Atlanta. She's making 25000 a month, running her two spaces as a full-time teacher. Mm, child um, up. I, yeah, I have Corey. He's making $15,000 a month in Philly. Um, he works full-time as like a nurse assistant or something like that. So the numbers all vary. I have mentees. I just showed you a post. He just started last month. His first money bid sixty five hundred, so it, and he got seven hundred and fifty square feet, which is relatively small. So it really depends on your effort. But I tell people my goal is for you to make five thousand to ten thousand dollars a month profit. My last job, I made fifteen hundred dollars a month. I worked two hundred and twenty hours. I worked forty hours a week. Hour to get there. Hour to get home. Hour to prepare. It's fifty five hours a week. Two hundred and twenty hours a month. I was making fifteen hundred dollars a month. Now I only got to do two events. So people could replace their job income with you know one or two events a weekend if they start hustling and really putting the effort in that's that was my next thing it was yeah. like i know you're in atlanta yeah 
And so, you know, Circle CEOs, shout yeah. out to all, all the brothers in the Circle CEOs, y'all got a lot of things moving in Atlanta. Yeah. That's the next move? Are we expanding to other cities? Yes. I, I wouldn't expand to a city right now that I'm not in. That's oh. still I'm still following that model unless I'm partnering with somebody who will be going to run it. I'm, I'm literally looking at Atlanta, but I'm thinking about running my museum play. Mm. So I'm thinking about, and if we got room for another space, we'll run that as well. So you're going to get an event space, and now that's going to be a museum itself? Yeah, no, you know I talked about the theme room. Oh, okay, so okay, the, okay. Yeah, yeah. Everything right now, you know I'm heavy on Instagram. We need, that's a whole nother thing, right? That's when you started talking about the ads, I'm like, yeah. if y'all don't follow Neo yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing, but <laughs> everything right now is going, how can you make things Instagrammable? People want to share, and that's like fire stuff that the ladies will eat that stuff up. Like, what is it? So what is it? You ever been to a track museum? Uh, no, I haven't. I heard I know what it is, though. So basically, you'll go in there. Just say we're 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 in the office right now. This is the RB R and B room right here. Mm-hmm. So now we got a picture there. That's one room. You sitting right here. Now you in a podcast studio. You sitting over there. Now you in you in a you in a bubble bath filled with bubbles. You go to this section. It's a private jet. So now it's a jet chair that appears like you're on a private jet. But all these are different theme rooms. So now you got all these different pictures you can use for your gram. It just look. You know, the gram is like, how can you just, people want to be fly. Like, how can I, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can I stun with somebody? Jets, Rolls Royces, Lambos. Yeah, Yeah, so so the idea is it's it's almost like it's a pop-up museum, but we would make that a staple piece and charge $25, $35 a ticket and make it like a unique, dope experience. But it's just another form of running an event space. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Liquor. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. Even when we was going to Philly, I, I remember there was an issue with that. I forgot, but it was like, um, you was like, you can't bring, you can't sell, you can bring liquor, but yep. you can't sell it. Yep. Then you can get like a bar, like if you have a bartender come in, yep. then technically you can use their bar license. Yep. How's that work out? Yeah, so for us, one of the things, I don't teach people how to get a liquor license because I don't, I don't teach anything I don't do yeah. personally. So. I don't know the exact steps on getting a liquor license. Um, I know it's, it's a little bit of work. You could get it done, but we recommend BYOB, but you do have to have like insurance for that particular event. It's like $175 where people can go ahead and serve their, their own drinks. You can't sell it though mm-hmm. at all. So, mm-hmm. but you can do a BYOB and they can serve it in that way. They can serve but it. But you can't, it ain't you no can't. selling, no tickets, all of that. That's is, like, a, that's a liquor that's, license. It's illegal. Yeah. yeah. That's the way people might do it. I don't recommend it and I don't do it. So what are some other fees, right? So you, I know you just said there's a, a, a bunch of permits that you have to get. Yeah. What are some of those fees that the average person coming into the space wouldn't know that they should be prepared for getting so in the space? For, for sure, first month, last month, security. For sure, you need to get a million-dollar insurance policy just because you want to be covered for any liability. And that scares a lot of people. It's like $100 a month, mm-hmm. $77 to $100 a month, depending on what, what, company, that you, uh, what company that you work with. Um, of course, your your all of your bills. Just think about it. Yeah, like your your household bills mm-hmm. are your same bills for your event space. Electric, gas, water, electric, gas, water, and again your use permit. Again, you do have to do the research for your city. Every city requires something different. A different use permit for each city. No, I'm saying every city requires something different to operate an event space gotcha, gotcha, or gotcha. arch gallery. So you do need to go to your municipal building and find out, hey, how much is a use permit? They normally a couple hundred dollars, or they're not nothing crazy. And then you may have to furnish certain paperwork with that. Um, but 
it's simpler than than it than it seems, but you do want to make sure you're negotiating the contract right with the landlord. One mistake that I made on my last space, um, everybody make sure you add this clause to your lease is called first right of refusal. And what this happens is if someone so they sold my and not many people know this, they sold my event space, my second one. Like right under my eyes. Like, mm. like why y'all come? I was ready to buy the building. Right, right. And right. I wasn't ready. And I, I'll tell people how they can buy buy a building too. But I wasn't prepared to buy that building at that time that I got it. So you add in a clause in the first right of refusal. So if they do sell that building, they got to come to you first and mention it to you before they even mention it to put it out on the market. So now, oh, I'm prepared to buy it. Now I would have bought the building if they would have told me. They didn't even tell me because I didn't have that clause inside of my lease. Yeah. So making sure your paperwork right is also important. Some people rushing these these leases and these paperwork and it make no sense. Like you go and go get a spot that's sixty five hundred dollars a month. I tell people all the time if you can't cover your rent within two weeks, that spot you shouldn't even be thinking about it. So for example, if your rent sixty five hundred dollars a month and you're charging a thousand dollars an event and you're only doing two events a week, it's all it's an automatic cancel because it don't make sense. So yeah. I tell people all the time. You don't just get in. Make sure you know what you're doing before you get in this game. Yeah, I'm making money, but I'm, I had a whole lot of mistakes that I made, a whole bunch of trial and errors. But now I've been able to streamline and figure it out that 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 works for me and everyone that I show simply because you got to know what you're doing. You got to know how to negotiate. You don't want to get the wrong spot. Yeah. What's, what's some of the biggest mistakes that people make in that event space? One, paying too much rent. Like they're, they're they rush. Like, oh, I found one. Like, yo, they might listen to podcasts. Go find one tomorrow. <laughs> Bet I'm in it. They didn't think about area. They didn't think about marketing. They didn't think about. They didn't think about like what it's going to take to get people in my building. That's why I tell people the free events initially. A couple other mistakes they make is um, if you got neighbors like they having DJ. Like one of my earlier on mistakes I make is bringing in the DJ. So you bring in the DJ and if you got neighbors upstairs or next to you and you super loud, now you just got somebody complaining all day. They trying to get you up out of there. So I had people that had to leave their space because they kept getting noise complaints. They kept calling the city. Mm -hmm. They kept calling the landlord and they got them out of there after they went and got this whole space up and running. So I'm telling you, go meet with the uh, neighbor. Go meet with the landlord. Go play music. That's why I recommend the sound system because we control that. Our sound system locked in the box. You control it with your phone now. You plug your phone in. You turn it up or down based on your phone, but we got it at a, at, a, at a max level. And the other thing that I personally like about it is in the last two years, in the last you know, two, since one location we're on four or five years, the other one three years, the maintenance is crazy. There's no maintenance. Because mm. you got to think about it. People are only coming in for six hours. The most use they're doing is flushing your toilet. And you got to do a repaint every four months around your building. Guess what? They're not living there. They can't stay there. There's no furniture for them to lean on. The worst thing you're doing is leaning on my walls, maybe flushing something that don't belong down the toilet. So your maintenance is minimal. That's why I really love the game. It's got me debt free. But like it got me debt free and retired my mom and wife because I started making $700 per event. The velocity of money started being crazy compared to just that one door that I had at that time. So in terms of marketing, yeah. I know you said bringing people in for free was yep. a good form. What are some other ways that you use or you know that are successful for people to market? So Google ads is good because most people who are running the event space aren't running Google ads. Um, posting on Craigslist is good. Posting on Facebook Marketplace is good. 
um, allowing influencers to use your space in exchange for a testimonial or a mention. Just getting as many people. The game is, I tell people in the first 90 days, get as many bodies in the door. So we have 50 events and everybody bring 50 people, 50, what's that, 2,500 people came in my building. And guess what I'm doing at the end? I'm giving a flyer to everybody. Hey, 10% off your next event. 10% off your next event. Another thing that people don't do, they don't send direct mail. To really send direct mail, like a postcard is expensive. But when you go directly to uh, the U.S. Postal's website, you can do something called direct mail where you're sending a postcard for pennies. So now you're doing direct mail and you can cover the entire zip code that you're in and send a blast to like 5,000 people for maybe a grand. Let's do the math on a grand. If only 1% or 10% of those people at 5,000 book, which let's go 1%. That's 50 people on that $1,000. Even if we do a half a percent, that's 25 people. Average event, 500 to $1,000. So you just made that. that money back. Easy. But I tell people every time you get somebody in your door, they are a marketer for you. And one thing that worked for us is we used to run Instagram ads specifically to they just see our venue. Um, it's a picture of our venue with slides of all the different events we had. And when they're looking at all the different slides and the different events that we had, they can't like it. They can't comment. They got to DM us. So now when they DM us, I got a quick reply already ready. Thanks for your interest. And we only letting women see this ad from 21 to 50 or 60 because guess what? It's not too many men calling us booking the venue unless they have an event like you're having. They're not calling booking the venue. So I'm only letting women see my ad and you're getting that ad done for pennies. You know, what I mean, I'm paying like five, ten bucks to get people to respond to me. But if they book an event, it's seven hundred dollars to a stack event for what we do. So when did you get into education, like teaching people this stuff? I got an education with this like two years ago. So I did it for three years first. Like, I don't even know what made me get in that. My, one of my mentees saying she was the reason she told me to do it. <laughs> I don't even remember, uh, Shadi, what made me do it. But when I got some success about it, and I, I'm the guy who is, I don't operate with a scarcity mindset like most people operate on. So I don't mind sharing the information. I can share this because I don't want to have a space technically in New York, L.A. I don't personally want to have it in every city in the world. Why won't I share this? Now I got people all over the United States with space just following my same blueprint, mm -hmm. getting them financially free. So I, I've been teaching people, I want to say, for about two years, just giving them the game on the business credit, the credit, just how to find these things, how to automate them, just get it done because I know what it did for me. So, and then, sorry, so talk about the program that you have as far as actually walking people through the step by step process. Um, and getting them up and running and getting them the resources that they need, things of that nature. Like, what's the, what's the deal with that? Yeah, so we created a program. It's funny because I stopped for the last four months. So this is essentially like me talking about the first time I'm bringing this back. But I, I, with the pandemic happening, I say, yo, I got something better for y'all. Instead of me only showing you how to get event spaces, I'm going to show you how to make money with throne chairs. I'm going to show you how to make money with the letters. I'm going to show you how to make money with fog machines. I'm going to show you all the different ways to make money in this in this billion-dollar industry. So pretty much our program teaches you how to find a location, how to fund the location, and how to automate the location. So that's our full thing. We give you all the business credit you need, how to build business credit even if your personal credit isn't the greatest, how to get your personal credit right, how to find a location, how to do partner deals. We show you even how to go start, and I, I mentioned earlier on, how to go partner with a venue before you even get a venue, how to go partner with a hotel. So start making money almost immediately 
once you follow the place. So we give you everything. We give you all our contracts. We give you our leases. We let you see our leases so you know what to have in the lease, what not to have in the lease. Um, you get 30, 40 past coaching calls that we did. I used to do a call every week breaking down everything for you. So I pretty much answer any question you could ever think about in this game on making your money. So I just streamlined the process because I don't want somebody to go, we all know your biggest expense in life is what you do not know. I don't want you to take six months or a year to figure this out. First seven years in my business, I was doing junk removal, moving, things that I couldn't scale. So now, like, yo, I got to do something that start sharing the game out that's helped me. So yeah, and that's, full blueprint. That's something that, um, shout out to 19 Keys, said something that was really poignant. It was like everything that the school system didn't teach has provided entrepreneurs an avenue to actually teach. And even bigger than that, like, even just not even blaming the school system because there's so many different new things that have come into play mm -hmm. that just recently popped up. And event spaces is not new, but... Nothing new under the sun. Yeah, but the way that it's done business-wise has constantly ch changed and evolved. So like you said, as far as like the Grubhub play, like that's new. Yeah. Like ghost kitchens are new, yeah. things of that nature. Like So it's like... I, I'm a big fan. I'll never forget when Mark Cuban told us that he buys online courses and all that stuff. And it's like a lot of people like look down on education, but it's crazy because it's like you look down on an entrepreneur that has education, but you buy books all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Yeah. If you, you're buying a book because you want to learn information or you're going to school to learn. And it's crazy because school is something that is mandatory. Yeah. You, legal, you literally have to go to school. If you don't, they have truancy cops yep. that can actually lock you up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You get in trouble if you don't go to school. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you're forced to go to school at least through 12th grade. Yep. And then a lot of people invest in their education, whether it's junior college, whether it's two-year degree, whether it's a four-year degree, master's degree, yep. doctorate degree. Yep. They're paying for somebody to actually educate them so they can fast-track their growth, but mm -hmm. now we're in a different economy where that still has a place. But all of these things you can't learn in school. Oh, you can't learn in college. Mm -hmm. No matter what college you go to, you can't learn about event space business. You I can't learn about yeah. <laughs> you can't learn about Airbnb. You can't learn about Toro. So it's either one or two ways that you go about it. You just Google your life away and YouTube your life away and figure it out on the fly. And hey, God bless you if you want to do that. But you're going to make a lot of mistakes yeah. no matter how much information you get. Right. Or you invest in education. Yeah. And shout out to Maggie J. something that was very poignant. The model of school is not the problem. It's the information that they're providing that's the problem. Right. The model is actually pretty, pretty solid. Right. You go to school. It's structured. It's different classes. You have a couple of years. You have to take tests. You have to. That model is something that can actually work. Mm -hmm. It's the information that we're being taught. Yeah. Earth science. Never did it too. Yeah, astrology. Yeah, yeah. It's not has no real world use yeah. case. So this is something that whether it's like I said, whether it's him five hundred, whether it's Maddie J, whether it's Alice Good Energy with trucking, or whether it's you with event space, I always just love to hear these stories because it's like you can just listen for all of the free information, yeah. but if you really want to take it serious. I'm not going to just throw 25000 at something without paying a couple of thousand yeah. to actually know I got some security blanket. Yeah, yeah. It makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, let yeah. me give you this, right? So in the last two years, personally, and I don't know many people have done it, 
I spent two hundred and twenty-five thousand on personal development. Just joined the mastermind for fifty-five thousand. Joined another one for like forty thousand. Like I am making it a point to learn fast. Like I, why would I spend time? I'm in the room the other day, and I'm like, man, if I would have started this earlier on, someone told me they started their business in '06. Who we started EYL in '06? <laughs> huh? Like, I, but. I don't know about, I know, I didn't know any of this stuff exists. I didn't know you could get, do the internet in 06. Right. So now I'm paying for information, but the return is, is unbelievable about being able to change your life. So that's 225,000. I have no clue. That may be way more than that because I'm learning from someone who actually did it. And like you said, and I was listening to a podcast, you're learning from someone teaching you business one-on-one who don't own a business. Mm-hmm. It don't make that don't even make practical sense. Yeah, we just—I just had this discussion, man. Shout out to Jason Reynolds. I—I I w- I was in education, and it was the question I always had was like, if I'm inside of the system that is not working, yeah. then I'm complicit. Yeah. And I said we're gonna have to figure out if it's gonna be indoctrination, which is the things that they we know that they don't need to learn, yeah. versus actual education. And he said something very, very brilliant, and I think that's what this is. This platform and everything that everybody else around us is doing is we're changing the doctrine. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're changing the doctrine to a point where it's like, these are the things. And we're telling people. And so when you people are investing in the new doctrine, yeah. they're only helping themselves. It's not, it's, I don't even know if it's about even being complicit because it's, just, it's out of ignorance. If you're, Most teachers are ignorant on a lot of different things they can't teach themselves on. But, and, and that doesn't even mean in a negative connotation. Ignorance is just, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? It's, not, it's, it's bigger than even being complicit. You can't. You don't have an option if you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't teach you about starting a sports franchise because I never started a sports franchise. Yeah, yeah. I, I was speaking in a, in a sense of like I know, yeah. and I know that they're not getting the information. You know what I'm saying? No, so but like, I'm, I'm saying, saying my own teachers, personal level. The teachers are not equipped to teach. This that's what I'm saying. Right, right. So it's whether they are complicit, not complicit. There's no teacher. In that university, in that public high school, in that private high school, nine times out of ten, that can tell me how to start a podcast because right. none of them have exactly. started podcasts. Yeah. So how can you teach me about something that you never did? Only thing that you can do is theoretically do it by just listening to other people, their life experiences mm-hmm. and their stories, and then palling it together and saying, this is a, a, a file of everybody else's experience and this is what you should do, which could possibly work as well, mm-hmm. but there's no better teacher in either experience or firsthand Doing knowledge it. and something that a wise person learns from their mistakes yeah. mm-hmm. but an even wiser person learns from the mistakes of others Facts. and it's yeah. like you're never paying a mentor you're never paying a coach for something that they've done you're really paying for the mistakes that they made yeah. because those mistakes will cost you millions literally bro Lit- and time. Time yeah. and millions. But we got to start understanding that time is called opportunity cost. The reason why I exactly. paid that money, I'm trying to get there fast. I think I'm going to spend a year trying to get here when I could get there in three months. <laughs> I want to start a podcast. I'm Troy, Rashad. What's <laughs> the exact blueprint that needs to accelerate? How much do it cost? Accelerate the great. Yeah. A lot of people ask, <laughs> they ask the wrong question. How much does it cost? You got to start asking yourself, how much is it going to cost you if you don't, don't. do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to pay both ways. You're going to pay to learn or you're going to pay in mistakes. Like you got to make a decision which one of those is more important for you. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, it's always whenever we have somebody on, we always get like we try to get special discounts lowest on the market for their courses or their educational programs. 
shout out to Josh, shout out to him 500. Okay. Him 500 is programmed. The only cheapest place you can find it is EYL. If he changes it, I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but nah, shout out to all those guys that obliged doing that, man. I think it's a it's an even trade off, you know. We provide the platform, and you know, we always try to just add as much value as we possibly can to our supporters. They're the ones that actually propelled us to this level. So, you're listening to the podcast, you could just listen to podcasts all day and get free information, and you could probably be obtain a certain level of success. Or if you want to invest in it, then you can invest in it. We don't make anybody do anything, but we just give them as much resources as we possibly can. So with that, you gave us a special discount. That's the, that's like a real 50%. It's just 50% off. And that's, you know, a lot of times people just say like 50% off, but they price it in yeah. to the 50% off. But yeah. there's no other place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is it. Yeah. And listen, I want to do something else that I didn't even talk to you about. Everybody who does make the investment, I'm going to give them because we need to talk about social media. I don't, we don't probably, but that's another thing I do, but yeah. I don't want to be the guy to do everything. <laughs> I'm going to give them my social media course, monetizing Instagram as well. Just anybody will get it from and, EYL. Only you, I never did it. You only could get that you know, at that site. That course in itself. <laughs> there you have it. 50% off. And that social media course is very important because part of growing any business is social media. I was just having this. This, this conversation with my trainer today and I was telling him, shout out to Rich, I was telling him like how to like, you know, different pointers on growing his social media yeah. and we had like a half an hour conversation. I was telling him like, nobody's doing anything really different for the most part. Yeah. And he was like, I'm like, it's how you capture it. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I right, take a chef, right? On social media that has half a million followers. He's making meals, but he's not really making any meal that you know, your grandmother didn't make, your wife didn't make, you didn't make, like everybody, millions of people are cooking every single day. Thanks. What he or she is doing is actually capturing it and making it visually appealing. Yeah. And now it's like- Instagram movie. Yeah, it's like cinematography. And that's, yeah. content creators have to be treated more like directors yeah. and composers. Yeah. People think it's easy to make content. Yeah. It's not. And it's like, I was telling him, I'm like, look, you're doing workouts. There's a lot of people that work out every day. That what you're doing is the easy part, yeah. capturing it and putting it out there in a manner that's appealing, that's going to get people's attention. That's the hard part. And then look who you're doing it with. You also need to show that. Like, he's working yeah. out with you. That's not, you that guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm on set. So you got to also show your clients, and that's a testimonial. If I'm working with him, oh, yeah, he must be the truth. They know you. Oh, he take his workout serious. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. yo, Shotty yeah. working out with him? You must be that truth, so. Yeah, people aren't monetizing social media, bro. They have to start. Like, most people are on it all day long, but they're not making money from it. Yeah. Like, I want to be on it all day long and generate income from it. Yeah. So, you got to learn how to do that. So, E-Y-L-E-U.com. Yep, E-Y-L-E-U.com is 50% off specifically for those in E-Y-L, as well as you're going to get the entire social media course, something I haven't done. And I was just talking to Shadi and Troy, like, this is like the rebirth of our program. All new stuff, like so many new modules where you're going to learn not just event spaces, but we, I, I had a lot of people say, oh, what about the pandemic? All right, cool. I'm going to show you how to make money as an event plan. I'm going to show you how to make money with the throne chairs. I'm going to show you how to make money every area of the business. So we're not just talking about event spaces. So this is the first debut of that, brother, right here. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's always going to be, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, Nina's always going to be prepared. America's opening back up. And like I said, this is, this is one of these businesses where you can start. Um, it's local to where you're at. It's not something that is rocket science. No. 
it's something that's practical. People's always going to have baby showers. People's always going to have, you know, meetings. People's always going to have art showings. The MML space, like you said. Uh, I forgot to show them how to do it the by way, if you don't mind, too. The what? How to buy one as well. I forgot about that. Oh, you want to talk yeah. about that? Yeah, I was, I was, before yeah, we go, yeah. I'm like, my second location is at a commercial location where it's commercial on the bottom. It's four units up top. Mixed use property. Mixed use property. So everyone here, reach out to your realtor. Let them know you're looking for commercial now bottom and you're looking for up top. Uh, as a dwelling. So this is called a 203k loan where you only got to bring up 3.5% and that also can includes the construction. So you can go ahead and find a location that still needs improvement. You improve the entire bottom for your event space. You live upstairs and then you also rent up the floor above. So now you got a free living space and now your event space is producing enough money to pay for everything. So if you find a venue at Let's just hypothetically say, for sake of easy numbers, for me doing that, 200000 And then with the construction, I'm making this up. I doubt it would be this much. But let's just say if it was 100000 Now, you, you're coming to the table with 300000 10% of 300000 is only thirty grand. So now you only got to put 3.5% plus closing costs. You might come to a table for a, a, a all-in twenty grand, Cheaper than I came to the table for my, my, my second space. Yes. So now you just acquired a new home to live in for free. So now guess what? I can't get noise complaints because I'm going to be the uh, tenant on the second floor. So if I am getting noise complaints, I can just call down like you got to lower it down. So I ain't going to get no complaints about that. And now you got someone also living on the third floor and then you got the whole commercial space. So that's another place somebody can run. So this is good for somebody who never used their FHA. Yeah. Tell them to look for a commercial space and now they can run that play, whether you do the lease or whether you do the home. And the rehab is cooked in. And the rehab is cooked in. Yeah. So now you might walk out of the door with 20 grand and you got a, a new place to live and a rental. Uh, yeah. You ever thought about, I know that you're leasing the spots, but you ever thought about, you know what, I'm going to be the owner of the building and then yeah. do it? I did this model earlier on because... One, at the time, when I got my first one five years ago, yeah. my credit, this is the way to get in. Your credit don't got to be, they didn't check my credit. Mm -hmm. They never said, let me see your credit report. So they just wanted that money. I gave them that first month, last month security, and I was in the game. So this is a way, I don't want to hear the excuse I don't got credit. You can come up with first month, last month security and whatever the improvement costs are, and now you're in the game. And we do something else where you can also crowdfund. I mean, not just crowdfund, ask people to just donate. We got a model where... My second one at twenty four thousand seven grand, and that was free. People donated stuff. They donated tables. They donated chairs. They just wanted to help out, and I offered them a free event whenever the space got up. So now you can run that play where they're donating, but it's going to come with. I'll give you one or two free events. Mm -hmm. So um, now we look. We we can buy the buildings now. So now we are looking into buying the buildings now because now we're in position. But I don't want that to be an excuse for someone else. Everybody who's pretty much doing Airbnb, they're running the same model. They're not buying the apartment buildings. They're right, quickly right, right. leasing it so you could get in without, I don't got to come out of my pocket a hundred grand. Right. To buy 20% on 200000 it's $40,000. The everyday person don't got it. The everyday person could find a way to get up to $20,000. If, if you're going to find a way, you're going to find an excuse. So that's why I run this model. Choose. There you have it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Once again, EYLEU.com. 50% off of the program, which teaches you everything, walks you through, and also includes the guide to social media. Let's get it. How to monetize, Oof. how to get it popping. Yeah.
mandatory in 2021, man. If you don't have social media, you're, you're doing yourself with your minister's service. And if you have social media and you're not actually using it to actually grow your brand, I don't know what you're using it for. Facts. Um, what would you like to tell the people? Yeah. You'd like to leave them with? Yeah, I, I will leave everybody here. Listen, man, information is only good if it's used. I don't want anyone to make this investment they're not going to use. They say only seven, less than 7% of people use it. I want y'all to be the 7%. Use the information. But more importantly, continue to chase after your goals and your dreams. Stay committed. Like Whatever it is that you want, you can have. But it first starts in your mindset with a belief system. And the second thing I tell everybody do you got to identify your why why are you doing what you do every single day I wake up on purpose because I got a mom to take care I got a wife to take care I got a bunch of employees to look after so I got a reason that I'm doing what I'm doing and what we are we're earners here so it's all about wealth and creation so keep that in your mind if you're looking at this ask yourself where you want to be in five to ten years and do whatever it takes today in order for you guys to achieve it there it is. Yeah, Information on us, application yeah. on you. That's it. You said <laughs> that, bro? That was cool. Just check me out on Instagram, y'all, at Neil DeViso. Troy, housekeeping items? Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. As you know, that is our proud to pay program. All of our top tier, our tier five members have access to EYL University, the number one place for business education. So shout out to all the earners that are part of that. Shout out to everybody that's in the Facebook group, all the clubs in the Facebook group. The clubs, are, I think we got over 11 clubs and, and we got a bunch of events that are happening. So shout out to all of y'all that are part of that. And uh, shout out to everybody that's supporting the merch. I know my boy Neil. Yeah. Boy, it was in a chopper. Yeah, I wear mine yeah, yeah, he is. at least once or twice a week. Man, Neil is one of those guys. We have to ask, man. Anytime he, he gets a chance, he's always supporting. So shout out to everybody that's doing that and tagging us and supporting as well. We, we greatly appreciate it. Yes, thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.